traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Hello, thank you for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Director of Communications at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I'm happy to have on one of our members, Melinda Yu of SunGrown Studios. Melinda designs innovative, profitable, and award-winning cannabis retail dispensaries across North America. Her work is inspiring, her clients are notable, and her vision for the cannabis industry is unparalleled. She leads her team thoughtfully through the creative and technical processes of creating unique retail experiences that are both jaw-dropping and profitable. After over a decade at a traditional residential interior design firm in Chicago, Melinda followed her curiosity to retail interior design and merchandising. She quickly fell in love with dispensary design and all the quirks and challenges that go with it. Since then, she's grown and led Sun Grown Studio, received press recognition with her magazine-worthy retail environments and thought leadership. Sungrown Studio was named Dispensary Design Master 2022 by MG Magazine. Melinda continues to design amazing retail stores that reflect her clients' values and brand. Welcome to the show today, Melinda. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So in addition to everything I just shared with our audience, let's hear a bit more about you and your background and things that you did before moving into the cannabis retail design dispensary space. Yeah, sure. So I took the long path um, before going to college. So I worked, you know, tons of retail. I managed stores, you know, all over the place. I worked as a gallery hanger for many years, and I think that really gave me a critical eye for art. Um, I truly loved it, but I hated being on ladders all day. Um, So off to college I went, and um, I got my bachelor's in fine arts um, in interior design from ILIA in Chicago. Um, And during college, I worked on, you know, a ton of side projects doing historic preservation throughout Chicago. Um, we would convert those beautiful old 1930s buildings um, into retail and residential condos. Mm. Um, yeah, it was fun. So then um, I thought residential was where I wanted to be. So I worked for a very high-end, fast-paced, um, high-stressed residential firm in the suburbs Um, I learned the design business inside and out. Um, Within a year, I was a junior designer, you know, and then a client-facing designer, a senior designer, um, and I was, you know, Mm -hmm. leading leading my team of designers, um, managing the staff. And we were were a small firm with really high, high expectations. And I was 
you know, a proud ASID award winner um, for many projects. So then I took a giant break to have a bunch of kids. And (laughs) (laughs) when they started kindergarten, I was getting that design itch again, where I really wanted to be back, you know, back in design and back at the forefront of creating things. Um, So I went back to work as a remote designer project manager for our sister company, which is Coddington Design in the Bay Area. Um, SunGrown was really in its like seedling stage at that time. Um, Our founder had only designed one dispensary, but she thought we might have something unique to say. And um, so we, you know, I came on board, then we, I shifted completely off of residential and moved full-time into SunGrown. Um, it wasn't going to be a hobby or a side gig, and I love it. We, mm. you know, I went all in and haven't looked back. Interesting. Yeah, that's great. Great to hear that path uh, to get to where you're at now. And here you are working exclusively, it sounds, with the cannabis industry on dispensary design. For you, was that scary knowing that cannabis is not yet legal at the federal level or what were your thoughts about the cannabis plant and the movement um, when you made that decision? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a child of the, you know, just say no era. And like, Mm -hmm. we were all encouraged to join the D.A.R.E. program, you know, so we could go on ski trips. Um, Mm -hmm. And I have always felt that You know, I was never confident in a program that would trust an eighth grader to vow to never to do something. Um, There's definitely that stigma attached. And, you know, I felt like the design world has a chance to break that stigma. Um, It actually just makes me want to try harder to show them a different perspective of what cannabis retail could look like. Um, I also like personally, I suffered, you know, years and years with insomnia and anxiety. Um, I tried everything out there um, and the lack of sleep just multiplied my anxiety. And, you know, my anxiety then fed the insomnia. It's that nasty little, you know, circle. So it really wasn't until I tried this little microdose gummy that I got from a client Um, And I actually slept that night and it was the most amazing breakthrough I've had. And it changed my perspective on, you know, the cannabis industry and, and not just medical use, but adult use as well. Yeah, absolutely. I can a thousand percent relate to the anxiety and insomnia vicious circle. Um, It is, it's tough and cannabis has absolutely been uh, a salve for those issues for many, many people. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, part of your story as well. So here we are today. You're 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 kicking it with the dispensary design. And how are things going? What's what's new and exciting for 2023 with you and your company? It's fantastic. So yeah, I mean, I'm the design director, and that's a big title for a big job. Um, but Sungrown is still small, and we, you know, we do. I do everything from you know sales to social media all the design work and client management. Um, Our team is, you know, very small and mighty. Um, But, you know, one of the things that we treasure is that our day-to-day is, it's exciting. And every day is completely different from the day before. Um, I currently have six projects and they're, 
you know, one is in Alaska and one is in New York and the rest are spread, you know, all across the country. So it's an amazing time to be able to work remotely and be able to help clients, you know, in Alaska or New York or, you know, all the states. It's, it's just a very exciting um, year for us. Um, we also, I mean, part of our focus is, um, you know, women and minority retail owners. Um, this sets us apart and, and we really focus on that customer. And especially this year, we're definitely honing in on that customer um, and who their customers are. We feel really strongly that the most successful dispensaries are the ones where the owners really get their customers so well. And I think that the way to get your customer the most is to be that customer. So, you know, you're from that neighborhood. You look like your customer. You struggled with insomnia for years. I mean, that's the way you're really going to serve your clients the best. And that's how we serve our clients. Super interesting. And yeah, what an opportunity to do design work in a place like Alaska, where many, many Americans uh, have never been to like Alaska or Hawaii or these these states that are a little bit harder to get to. Uh, <laughs> Alaska must be very interesting. Do you get a chance to travel to the state of Alaska in order to do that project? I don't. So I work fully remote and it's an amazing process where, you know, my client walks me through the space on FaceTime or during a Zoom call. Um, and I do really feel like I'm there with her, you know, and she's showing me the space and talking about her customer. Sometimes she even hops in the car and we drive through the neighborhood so I can see the light and the position of the building and, you know, who the customers are. It's just an amazing process. Um, and it's great because, like I said, I can't be in Alaska on Thursday and New York on Friday. So mm. um, it's awesome that my clients, you know, trust me and have that. Um, we have that amazing connection from the beginning. Well, truly, the power of technology and and relying more on on these technology pieces, especially, uh, you know, that learning curve during the pandemic for many people as well. Now we can do so much remotely that it is it is now the future. Excellent. Cool. All right. Let's take that first commercial break and then we'll be right back to talk more with Melinda Yu of Sungrown Studios. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore with NCIA. And we're talking with Melinda Yu of Sungrown Studios. So talking more about the dispensary experience uh, for the customers, 
as soon as you park in the parking lot, as soon as you walk in the front door, you're having an experience as a customer simply based on your surroundings before you make any purchases. So um, let's talk first about the value of interior design when it comes to the cannabis dispensaries. Yeah, definitely. So like that first impression is so important and we all know that. Um, but the way to understand it a little clearer is that, you know, in your brain, like two things are really happening when you when you're walking into that space for the first time. Um, and it's primal, like we don't have control over this. But the first thing our brain is scanning for is, hey, is this is this space safe? Like, does it does it feel like a safe place that we should be? Um, and then the second thing is is a little more personal and a different filter that your brain uses, but it, it actually decides like, do we belong here or not? Um, and these are really the two first components of like the first impression. The thing is like the customer, you know, if they don't feel like they belong there, they're not going to just turn around and walk out of the store. Um, you know, they might still stay, they might shop, but they might have hesitation or they just might not return. Uh, you know, no matter how friendly your bud tenders are or how delicious those gummies are, the customer is not going to connect to your brand. And that's the whole point of the first impression. Um, so the design of the space taps into those two first things first. Um, you know, we always make the spaces feel safe. And, and, and a great example of that is just like, hey, we don't want vertical metal bars. We don't want cinder blocks. We want ample lighting, you know, no dark hallways. And then obviously like familiar furnishings like chairs and art and things like that. No creepy neon. So those are like some first, you know, impression things that makes a person feel safe. So to hit on the second point, we want to make the space feel really personally appealing. So we, leave, we lean very heavily into the brand. Um, a great example. So if you're selling primarily like wellness products to, to athletes, we're going to look at what those athletes would gravitate to like naturally. So that would be something simple, like maybe the chairs are deeper and a little taller. Um, maybe we use larger color contrast and brighter colors. Um, also like energizing music and displays, like more engaging, more, more energetic sort of a feeling. Um, so as, you know, like a retail designer, we start by studying the human nature and the retail habits. And we play, we pay really close attention to all those details. And that's why you cannot DIY, you know, your first impression. Wow. I, you know, I always love the psychology behind various, you know, business decisions. And to, to put it that way, do I feel safe and do I belong here? That's very fascinating to, to think about. And uh, I think I'm going to be thinking about those questions every time I enter any kind of shop from now on, just, just because it's so interesting to think about how the mind processes these experiences. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. So I'm um, moving on. The cannabis industry is heavily regulated. Uh, so there are certain rules and requirements, I'm sure, around design of, of these spaces. And, you know, NCIA's facilities design committee and retail committee love talking with them. They've teamed up uh, to talk about this topic 
in some recent podcast episodes. Uh, so from your perspective, how can a dispensary keep these rules and requirements and, you know, kind of this rigid lane we have to stay in to stay compliant, keeping that all in mind, but also have this unique interior design that can stand out from other dispensaries. Yeah, I loved that podcast series um, from your facilities design committee and the retail committee. Those were really great. Um, and they they gave us some awesome insights to kind of build on that. Um, you know, like starting with standing out, you got to think of it like when you're, you know, the first day of school and your kid's nervous or you're nervous and your parents say, just be yourself, be yourself. Um, and you're scared and you don't want to do that, right? You're not sure if people are going to like you for who you are. Um, but honestly, the number one best way to stand out is to shut off like all those voices in your head or from your team or whoever um, that's telling you to be vanilla or, you know, Apple store the space. Um, standing out, being who you are, connecting with your reason for getting into the industry, your why. That's the number one best way to tap into standing out. Um, you'll never be copying someone else if you're yourself. And, you know, one size doesn't fit all. You're, you're going to be 100% unique. Um, and, and you need to align people on your team that are committed to your point of view. And, and then you can't lose. Um, the staying compliant side, yeah, it's difficult. And, and you're going to have to do certain things to stay compliant. Um, sometimes it's just, you know, product behind locked glass or those frosted windows to the outside. We can't really change that, but we don't have to make it ugly. Um, I have a great example from a recent project that I'd like to share. Um, the theme of the dispensary was kind of country, a little like back roads. Um, it was a really fun dispensary and they had to deal with these, you know, compliant man traps. So you walk into a tiny little space when you walk in and you exit through another one. And, you know, those little tiny entry and exit spaces can feel very confining. Um, so I designed the front one to feel like you're walking into someone's porch, like you're walking up to an old country house and you're on this little porch and you feel welcome. And then the same thing in the exit, we kind of mirrored that, that country, you know, porch that you're leaving a friend's house. So, I mean, just thinking about it outside of the box, you can absolutely stay compliant and stick to, you know, your unique dispensary and your unique brand. That's definitely cute. I like that um, <laughs> front porch idea. How like homey and relaxing instead of like, oh, I'm, I have to get out of, in and out of this store uh, in, in a very specific way. That's really interesting. Um, so we're going to take a commercial break here in a moment. Um, but before we do, is do you have like a favorite design or like the most unique design that you've been able to implement similar to that kind of front porch uh, surprise design for the man trap area? Yeah, we've done some really, really fun ones. Um, I mean, some of the themed dispensaries are always, you know, kind of near and dear to my heart just because they're so creative. Um, I also recently completed one that um, 
it had an ocean theme, right? And and the owner's last name happens to be Sands, which just cracks me up. But we actually created, <laughs> I know, we created this epoxy floor and it felt like the ocean. And then we used a lot of like sea glass components um, on the dispensary floor. And it just, it really transformed, you know, it transported you, I should say, to to the ocean. And there's a comfort to that, right? Like we all love being on the beach and the ocean and there's an element of fun and relaxation. And it was so neat to really fully incorporate that into the design. That is very cool. Thanks for sharing that example. Oh, I'd love to see that in person. Absolutely. All right, let's take our last commercial break and then we'll come back and wrap up our chat with Melinda Yu of Sun Grown Studios. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, wrapping up our chat with Melinda Yu of Sun Grown Studios, who offers dispensary interior design. Uh, Some very cool examples were shared in the last segment there. Um, And, you know, I I will share that our website has a lot of amazing resources, and you've contributed a couple of great blogs as well. Uh, Earlier in the year, a blog about 2023 retail dispensary design, three more modern ways to think about laying out your space. That's a great blog. And then recently as well, merchandising in the retail dispensary and how to merchandise in a way that makes the most of your space and increase profits. So those are a couple of resources our listeners can head to our website to go read and check out and take a deeper dive into this topic. And our website, of course, is thecannabisindustry.org. And you can use the search function to find that, search for Melinda Yu or those topics uh, on our blog in the Industry Insights. And the podcast episodes I mentioned earlier as well with our Facilities Design Committee and Retail Committee, a series of episodes can be found on our podcast page, NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. And of course, that podcast, this podcast, is streamed on other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so on. So listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, NCIA's Lobby Days, the 2023 11th Annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days, has just recently concluded. Uh, The NCIA team got back from three or four days in Washington, D.C. in the middle of May, and over 100 NCIA members flew out and we were able to attend over 150 meetings on Capitol Hill to talk about federal legalization, the Safe Banking Act, and fixing Section 280E of the IRS tax code, among other topics, with members of Congress, both our friendly faces, as well as those who, let's say, might need a little more education on our industry. So if you couldn't make it to lobby days, uh, plan for next year. We've already announced for May 2024, the 12th annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days, and there's sponsorship opportunities available as well. Everyone was very excited by the end of the event, and it was just so successful. There's so many ways to get involved with NCIA, so 
be sure to reach out to us to find out more about sponsorship opportunities, digital campaigns, blog articles that you can contribute, committees. We have our midterm committee applications that are open right now through June 18th. So if you missed the end of year committee application term, there's an opportunity to jump in in the midterms as well. So check all that out on our website. And as we're wrapping up this episode uh, with Melinda, uh, Melinda, is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience? Yeah, I mean, if you'd love to see some of those fun projects that I've been working on, hop over to the Sungrown Studio website and click the portfolio. You can see all the great stuff that we've been working on. Excellent. Thanks so much. Um, And I hope you have an opportunity to contribute more because I just find all this interior design for our industry so fascinating and you know there's opportunities to be creative with these spaces whether it's the ocean themes or the homey front porch feeling uh you know i've had such a variety of experiences as well there's there's the kind of upbeat you feel like you're kind of going to the club and they're playing loud music (laughs) um there's there's so many different experiences but then there's also kind of that You know, you can tell when you walk into a shop and you don't feel comfortable or like you said earlier, I do not feel safe here. I do not belong here. And it really, you know, I may not leave immediately, as you said, but I'm probably going to find a different space uh, to purchase my cannabis as well. Um, Thanks for all that insight. Really fascinating. And of course, I want to encourage our listeners to do everything I just said earlier. Go to our website, look into Lobby Days next year, get more involved with NCIA. The timing is crucial as we move forward and we continue to build momentum on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., Uh, as we push the Safe Banking Act further and further across the finish line, even though Congress typically moves at a glacial pace. We need your help. Get involved with the cannabis industry now by becoming a member of NCIA if you're not already. Um, Once again, what's that website uh, for SunGrown Studio for listeners who would like to learn more about you? Sure. It's just sungrownstudio.com. Easy peasy. Got Thank it. you so much, Melinda. I appreciate having you on the show today. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. Until next time. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? 
the federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.